Listeners beware, you're in for a scare. This episode, Cassie Torima in The Deadly Experiments of Dr. Eek. Cassie, how are you doing? I'm doing good. You warned me there'd be an intro, but I wasn't prepared for it to be like Goosebumps theme. That was delightful. <laughs> it took everything I had not to laugh. Well, I'm glad. Welcome to Pick a Path Podcast, the only podcast where I bring guests on to read through a Give Yourself Goosebumps novel by R.L. Stone. Ooh, it is it. the I only one. If like that, then we will murder them. Uh, we'll have to beat them out of the competition. We yeah. must be the only one. Now, you've joined me here today for our fourth episode, and we're going to be looking at the fourth Give Yourself Goosebumps book, The Deadly Experiments of Dr. Eek, which yes. I'll let you hold and look at the cover. Uh, it takes me back back so you've got experience with this novel or i I picked this novel in particular because i have a very special history with it because i had most of the goosebumps book as a kid as i'm sure most of us had what no (laughs) but i remember this one specifically because i wanted to find the good like true ending of every pick a path goosebumps book and it was only after reading this one for like maybe 20 hours that i stopped flicked through the book to find where the good ending was and then looked at the bottom of every page to see if any pages led to it and none of them did oh so i just had a misprinted version which i could never find a good ending on after driving myself insane so (laughs) i'm hoping this is a properly printed version and that after all these years, I'll happen to find the good ending. That is like the dream. That's well, my redemption story today. I'm excited you've given us a goal to work towards. <laughs> yeah. If you don't make it the first time, don't worry. We will resurrect you and you'll get to jump back to, to one of the options you've chosen and have another go. Just like real life. Just like real life. Excellent. Everyone knows you only live twice. Right. So am I, am I, am I reading? No, I'm oh. sorry. I'm going to take this back <laughs> off you. The power has been taken from me. I've immediately lost the pen I had. You fool. We won't cut any of this. This, this is the good stuff right here. Yeah. Also, I hope it doesn't bother you that when you turn this, I probably won't look at you because it helps me concentrate. <laughs> I don't mean anything when I'm just ignoring your existence. No, honestly, I, it's, it's good. I'd rather not us look at each other either. <laughs> so we're going to begin with page one of the novel. At the end of each page, as you know, they give you either instructions or options. And I'll read those out, and we'll move to those pages as we see fit. Excellent. Any reactions, Foley, or anything else you'd like to add as I read? Feel free. You did not need to give me that instruction. (laughs) (laughs) How did you get in here? A voice calls as you enter the waiting room at Eek Laboratories. (laughs) That door is supposed to be locked at all times. You and your friend Sam jump. You didn't think anyone was around. Then you spot the receptionist sitting behind a tall desk. She's a short, frizzy-haired redhead, wearing too much lipstick for her thin lips. Oh, hey. Makeup shaming. Right? She glares at you as if she expects you to turn around and leave as soon as you figure out you're in the wrong place. I'm looking for my mum, you tell her. Who's your mum? The receptionist asks. I've got to commit to the voice now because I didn't see who she was until then. You glance at the clock. It's almost 5.30. Quitting time. She's the new lab technician, you explain. She's working on some top-secret experiments for Eek. Really? For Dr. Eek? The receptionist gazes at you, suspiciously. Yeah, I guess, you say. But really, you're not sure. How come your mum never mentioned him before? Dr. Eek? 
All she ever told you was that she had a new job in a research lab. You didn't know there was a medical doctor involved. Doctors give you the creeps. Yeah. Screw doctors. Honestly, and with a last name like Eek? Yeah. That's three E's and a K, by the way. It's the only way to spell Eek. <laughs> Your option is to turn to page two. Would, would you like to? Oh, God. I didn't expect the, the pressure to come on this early. I will allow you to turn to page two. Oh. <laughs> Turned. Are you sure your mum works for Dr. Eek? The receptionist squirrels you. She raises an eyebrow. Her eyebrows give you the creeps. In fact, this whole place gives you the creeps. From the minute you stepped off the elevator on the 19th floor, there were no signs of life. (laughs) No signs of life. No one in the echoing hall, nothing but the creaking elevator door. Then you spotted the door to eat glabs. Your mother never told you about that, either. What has my mum told me? The door looked like the door to a huge vault. It was heavy steel and about six inches thick. Your best friend Sam pulled a small handle near the edge of the door. To your surprise, the door swung open easily. Okay, you tell yourself. So the place has a weird door. That's no reason to freak out. No, I immediately leave any building as a weird door. Like, no, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, she works here, you tell the receptionist. She does research. Well, take a seat, she replies. I'm sure your mum will be right here. Then she packs up her oversized tote bag and walks out. You search around for a chair. Then you see them. Across the room, the chairs are all orange plastic. And they're all chained together. Sit down on page three. Okay. Yeah. I, I legit thought the first choice was going to be, what chair do you sit in? <laughs> <laughs> you sit down in an orange plastic chair. But Sam doesn't. He starts roaming around the waiting room. So what movie is your mum going to take us to? <laughs> <laughs> Sam asks. Yep, that's Sam. <laughs> you shrug. Who knows? But remember, Sam, we promised my mum you wouldn't act too wild here, you warn with a grin. Yeah, yeah, he says, like he really cares. He wanders over to the receptionist's desk. He picks up a glass of clear liquid that's sitting there. It's probably just water, but... Hey, don't drink that, you cry. But before you can stop him, he drinks it down. Sam drains the glass in one gulp. Then he whirls around to face you. Sam, don't fool around. This is a science lab. He starts to answer, but suddenly his face turns white. He clutches his throat and gasps. Then the veins on his neck start to pop out. A moment later, he makes a hideous face, as if he's turning into Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. You freeze. Your heart pounds wildly. What did you drink, you ask him? Says to go on to page four. Yeah, this this boy has clearly never read a Goosebumps book. Then, like, <laughs> mistake number one is drink a mystery liquid and see what happens. I mean, if you don't go on to into a place with a strange door and drink mystery liquids, <laughs> are you really yeah. living? And not to mention the receptionist who is horrible, I guess. <laughs> she does wear lipstick on <laughs> thin lips. You race over to the desk. You pick up the glass Sam was drinking from and sniff to see it have a... St- <laughs> <laughs> Yep, that's something Sam's drunk from, alright. I can smell it anywhere. <laughs> oh no. And sniff to see if it has a smell. Nothing. Sam bursts out laughing. He gives you a devilish grin. Water, Sam says. <laughs> Classic Sam. <laughs> Pointing at the glass. It's just water. 
You can't help laughing too. You like Sam. He's funny. <laughs> oh, I like you, Sam. But sometimes your best friend can go too far. He's always playing crazy jokes on you. Sam gazes around. You're sure he's trying to find some other trouble to get into. Maybe we should look for my mum, you suggest. Anything to keep Sam from getting into more trouble. His eyes light up. Great idea, he cries. Maybe we can do our own experiments. Oh, on second thought, maybe you should just sit tight and wait. Oh no, I want to know if Sam wants to experiment with it. <laughs> well, this is your first option, Cassie. Oh. You either get to sit down and wait for your mum. Or make out with Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you can go and look for her. Hmm. See, the thing about Goosebumps book is the option that seems like the safer one, which is to wait, doesn't necessarily... Of course, this is the first option, which they usually don't like instantly kill you, make you feel like a bad child. Um, so I'm gonna go look for my mum. Could you imagine just, welcome to this book, turn to page two, page two, you suck, <laughs> you the suck. end. <laughs> there are no further choices. So you're going to go look for your mum? Yep. Awesome, we're turning to page six. Let's go look for my mum, you tell Sam. But remember, no goofing around. This is a science lab. Right, Sam agrees. He zooms through the waiting room door into a long hallway. You quickly follow. Hmm, the hallway is pretty boring. Just a lot of closed doors on both white walls. And there's no way to know what's behind most of them. You open the first one and peek in. Bummer, it's just the lounge. At least that's what it looks like. There are two beat-up brown couches, a table, some chairs, and a bunch of vending machines. Got any change? Sam asks. I'm starving. I regret Sam's voice. (laughs) It reminds me of someone, but I don't know who it is, and it's driving me crazy. I think it's from some ad. What are you buying? What are you selling? Oh, it's from a video game. Of course it is. Ah, good. That's my advert. You pull out coins from your pocket. You've got enough for only one snack selection. You drop the coins into the slot in the machine. You start to punch the number of your favourite candy bar, but before you can hit the buttons, a hand suddenly clamps down on your shoulder. Turn around slowly to page 14. Sam, what are we doing? What are we doing, big bro? Oh, I hope he's not your big bro. He's your friend, he's your friend, it's fine. He's, by the voice you've been doing, he sounds like he's 15. <laughs> Look, sometimes you and your 50-year-old friends go and hang out at the science labs. Yeah, me and Doc Brown from Back to the Future. (laughs) Wow, you gasp as you turn around. It's a big, hairy chimpanzee. Oh my god, like on the cover. You and Sam freeze. This chimp has you cornered in the lounge. Where did he come from? Is he friendly or dangerous? You have no idea what he'll do. And he's bigger than any chimp you've ever seen. In fact, he's at least as tall as you are. More like a gorilla, you think. You swallow hard. I've never seen a chimp up close like this before, Sam whispers. Neither have I, Sam. You whisper back. (laughs) The chimp tilts its head, staring at you. He never seems to blink. Then slowly, he reaches his other big hairy hand towards your throat. No, that's not where hands go. (laughs) Turn to page 13. (laughs) Well... You want to scream, but nothing comes out. The chimp moves closer, closer to your throat. But he doesn't grab you, or even touch you. Instead, he reaches past you, to the buttons on the candy machine. He points directly at A6. 
Hey, cries Sam. He wants you to get a different candy bar. Cool, you say, smiling at this amazing monkey. But is it okay to give candy to a chimp? Before you can decide, Sam pushes the buttons for A6. Damn it, Sam. I should make the choice of a little look. A chocolatey, peanutty thing drops into the slot. <laughs> Avoiding copyright. Well done, RL. Yeah. Also the title of my sixth time. <laughs> chocolatey, peanutty thing. Drops into the slot. <laughs> Sam quickly unwraps the candy bar and hands it to the chimpanzee. His monstrous teeth chomp down hard on the candy. He finishes it in two bites and then pats you on the head. A moment later, he motions for you to follow him. Come on, let's see what he wants, Sam cries. I like how in this book of making choices to survive the first time a genuine threat appeared that there were no decisions to be made and it all just played out by itself. <laughs> I don't know, you reply. I thought we were looking for my mum. Maybe we should go back to the waiting room, Sam rolls his eyes. Where's your sense of adventure? Well, where is your sense of adventure? Do you follow the chimp? Or do you go back to the waiting room? See, my favourite thing about these books is they always give you the option to, like, go back to what sounds like the start. But if you read them, like, several times, they're, like, completely different paths to if you stayed in the waiting room or if you returned to the waiting room. Um, so... I think I'm going to follow the chimp. He seems like a good egg. Okay, well... Following the chimp, we're turning to page 101. Seems too deep in the book, I'm scared now. The magic of reading, flipping through pages. The 101. You are the 101. <laughs> <laughs> you follow the chimp. He leads you quickly down the gleaming white hallway. Oddly enough, he seems to know exactly where he's going. When the chimp's not watching, Sam stoops over. He copies the chimp's lumbering scamper. Ooh! Ooh! Sam cries, scratching his underarms and making chimp faces. That's not cool, Sam. Right? The chimp turns around and catches Sam at it. He glares at both of you. Weird, you think. You know chimps are supposed to be smart animals, but the gleam in this one's eyes. Frankly, you think, he looks smarter than Sam. Got him. At last, you come to a door. The chimp opens it and makes a sound. It sounds kind of like, eek. Eek. What's in here, you wonder? You step through the door into a large laboratory. Sam follows right behind. Inside, a tall man wearing a lab coat writes on a clipboard. He whirls, ar he whirls around. He glares at you with intense, dark eyes. Who are you? He demands loudly. What are you doing here? Explain who you are on page 122. Listen, mate, I came to see my mum. I was in the waiting room and we were like, let's go to my mum. And then this giant chimp got a chocolate bar and told us to all of them. I don't know what's so strange about this. You try to stay cool, even with the scientist glaring at you. I'm sorry, I'm just going to correct you there. I do stay cool. I'm never not cool. You, you successfully stay cool, even with the scientist glaring at you. You introduce yourself and Sam to the man. You reach out to shake his hand. Grown-ups usually like that. Usually. Ah, yes, the man says, squeezing your hand a little too tightly. I know your mother well. A brilliant scientist. You smile proudly. The chimp tugs on the sleeve of the man's lab coat, trying to get his attention. He makes some signs with his hands. He can't figure out what he's trying to say. But it seems to be a kind of sign language. 
The man nods, as if he understands. I am Professor Yazark, one of Dr. Eek's assistants. I'm gonna go with Yazark, it's Y-Z-A-R-K. Yeah, that's Yazark. Cool. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Definitely. I see you've met Oscar. He nods towards the chimp. Would Why you... is the chimp the only one with a normal name? Would you care to take a look at our work? He leads you and Sam to a wall of windows. You both peer through. Wow. Wow. Sam gasps. Take a closer look on page 53. There's a wall of windows. Wall of windows. I hope there's something behind it. Because otherwise that's kind of a boring expedition. <laughs> right? You're just looking outside. Look at our work. Look at the clouds. Clouds are made of science, you know. <laughs> made of science. So I'm scared of the way that he said he knows my mum and like very well. I'm like, is this guy fucking my mum? He didn't make you call him dad instead of Yazark, I guess. <laughs> Please call me Doctor Dad. <laughs> Still Doctor. <laughs> yeah, of it's course. a title. He didn't go to medical training school for ten years to be called Mister Yazark. <laughs> Mister Dad. <laughs> Your mouth falls open as you stare through the lab window. To your amazement, the lab is filled with chimps. But they're not just monkeying around. They're doing cool things. Playing checkers, painting pictures, and reading books. Look, Sam says, those two chimps are playing video games. Wow, can you believe their scores? <laughs> Look at their scores on the video games. RS time is definitely an avid gamer in the name. What kind of research are you doing in here, you ask Professor Yazark. Studying the brains of chimpanzees, he explains. Chimps are very smart, and physically, they're a lot like people. There is much we can learn from them. Oscar gives him a nudge, a hard nudge, as if he wants something. The professor jumps a little, then he turns to you. Oscar is wondering if you'd care to go inside, Professor Yazark says. He nods towards the next room to see the research. Up close. Sure. Sam cries. Can we play video games? Oscar would like that very much, Professor Yazark replies with a strange smile. What's he smiling about, you wonder? Come on, Sam urges you. What are you waiting for? Do you go into the room with the chimps? Or do you think of an excuse not to? So here's the thing. I trust Oscar so far. He's, been, he's the one normal person, it seems like, so far. But in these books, there's always the idiot friend who's with you, and whatever they want to do usually gets you killed. And Sam wants to go in there and play video games with the chimp. So I'm going to think of an excuse not to. Good on you. Also, I'm such a huge nerd, because when you, like, asked that question, I was like, I'm going to roll an insight check. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's not what we're doing. Right, it wasn't until the first special edition book that they made you... Use dice when reading it. Oh, is there other books where you roll dice? Yeah. Oh. I remember one where it's like you can pick items and then you have to remember what items you have. And I'm like, I'm just going to pretend that I have the other one <laughs> of, every page of, either. Of course I have this item. <laughs> oh, it leads to me dying? I did not have that item. <laughs> so we're turning to page 108 to think of an excuse not to go into the cage. How about the excuses I'm a child who shouldn't be left alone with chimpanzees? <laughs> Sorry, I've already given Oscar a chocolatey, peanutty thing, and I don't think I should be allowed with the others. This is spoil- honestly, this is spoiling scientific results. This shouldn't be allowed. Thanks, but we can't go in the lab, you say politely. That's okay, Professor Yazark replies. 
You probably don't have time anyway. Your mother just telephoned me. She had to go to a meeting, but she wants you to take Oscar home with you. Then someone will drop by your house later today to pick him up. Yeah, that checks out. Really, you ask? Take the chimp home? Cool, Sam shouts. But it's not cool. It's not cool at all. The minute you get home, Oscar goes wild. Well, I didn't get a choice there. I just do take the monkey home? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your excuse for not going into the cage was, you know what? I won't. And he was <laughs> yeah. like, hey, I've been on the phone with your mum. Take <laughs> take my monkey home. Yeah. I don't want to go into the cage with them, but I absolutely will take one home <laughs> from a phone call that I didn't see you take during this time. <laughs> the minute you get home, Oscar goes wild. He runs to the refrigerator and helps himself to snacks, but not to eat, to play with. He throws a handful of pineapple yogurt at the wall, then he starts swinging from the chandeliers. Uh, <laughs> kill <a> swing. <laughs> this is actually where Sia was inspired. Um, a chimpanzee. <laughs> Named Oscar. <laughs> Help, you and Sam are worn out from chasing Oscar. I wish someone would get hum get this monkey, you say. That instant, the doorbell rings. You peek out the window, there's a jeep parked outside. And standing on your porch is a tall, muscular teenager wearing sandals and a pair of cut-off jeans, no shirt. His sun-streaked brown hair hangs down onto his broad, tanned chest. He looks a little familiar, but you can't remember from where. Who is he? Answer the door on page 15. I actually think I remember this. I think it's Tarzan. <laughs> it's it's just Tarzan? Yeah, legit. I think it's like, hi, I'm Tarzan. I've come for my chimp Oscar. And then the book ends and R.L. sounds like, da 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 da. Gotcha. I mean. Read the rest of the series. Who else will I bring in next time? That's amazing. Uh, can I help you, you ask the teenager, as you open the front door? Chimp! He grunts in a deep voice. Got him? Before you can say anything, Oscar rushes right past you. He flings himself into the guy's arms. He strokes the guy's hair, guy's long hair play. He strokes the long, <laughs> the long guy. What, what long thing does he stroke? <laughs> Before you can say anything, Oscar rushes right past you. He flings himself into the guy's arms. He strokes the guy's long hair and playfully pats him on the face. Then the two of them start making chimp sounds, as if they know each other. I for sure you were going to say making out. I was ready to read making <laughs> out. Because it's like, then the two of them start make and it's hyphenated and the rest of it's on the next oh, line. Making chimp sounds, as if they know each other. Thanks, the guy says, flashing you a smile. All at once, he bolts over your porch railing with Oscar in his arms. He leaps into his waiting jeep and drives off. Wait, you scream running after them. This can't be the guy the professor sent, can he? Then you see the guy's license plate. It's one of those vanity plates, the kind that spells out a sentence or a word. You stare, mouth hanging open at the simple black letters. No one is going to believe this, you realise. Not when you tell them the chimp was picked up by a, a tanned, half-naked guy who grunted and drove a car with a license plate that read, Tarzan. I called it. I remember. Nah, don't even think it. No way. Couldn't be. Could it? The end. I think that's the one true ending. The one true ending? I think that's the ending I was trying to get all those years ago. I think I've finally come full circle. 
<laughs> this is a transcendent moment for me. Um, I love that for you. Congratulations. You. you, you Tarzan took the chimp. Uh, is that a good ending? I guess so, because nothing bad happened to me. That's true. And you... it sounds like the the Oscar had a good ending, and <laughs> so did Tarzan. And presuming that that is the person the scientist what like nobody had a bad thing happen to them. That's true. I mean, we didn't mention Sam other than he was exhausted from watching Chandelier. Yeah. And my mum stopped being important to the story so she didn't exist anymore. Uh, she rang Dr. Yazark. Yeah, and she was like, take the chimp home so Tarzan can pick him up from there? Because he Maybe. can't from the laboratory? Maybe she was trying to set you up with Tarzan. Oh. Well, yeah. I mean, unfortunately that was the end. But as I told you, we are going to let you go back to one of the options you've made and choose something else. You've actually only made three choices so far. In my whole life. <laughs> Leading up to this moment, three yeah. whole choices. And all three of those choices, uh, should I get up today? And only three times have I gone, yeah. <laughs> so you're lucky I'm here with you today. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you managed to make it. Uh, I can't wait to find out what your fourth choice will be. <laughs> Where um, would you like to go back to? I mean, I feel like the, the way to go is right back to the start, where the choice is, do I go for my mum or stay in the waiting room? So I want to know... Like, what different journey I could have taken. We are resurrecting Cassie and returning to page four. Uh, Sam, <laughs> we have to go back. We must experiment. <laughs> His eyes light up. Great idea, he cries. Maybe we can do our own experiments. Ah, oh, on second thought, maybe you should just sit tight and wait. So this time, instead of going to look for your mother, you're going to stay and wait. Correct. I want to learn more about this receptionist. The receptionist left before you even got a choice to make. Oh, maybe she'll come back. Turn to page 11. Let's not mess around, you say to Sam. We should wait for my mum. You take a seat in one of the orange plastic chairs in the waiting room. Sam plops down in another one. Bummer, he says. I thought your mum was going to take us to the movies. She is, you assure him, as soon as she gets off work. But you look at your watch and think, "Uh uh-oh, she's late again. This has happened a lot lately. You hardly ever see your mum since she started working at Eek Labs. She spends more and more time at the lab. When you complained about it this morning, she apologised and gave you a big hug. She offered to take you to dinner and to the movies that night. And bring Sam if you want, she said. You check your watch again. It's almost six o'clock. Where is she? Suddenly, the door opens. A short woman in a white lab coat steps into the waiting room. She stares at you and Sam, then motions for you to come with her. Sorry, we've been running late, the woman says. I'm Vanessa. Follow me. Hey, Vanessa. Vanessa and Oscar. Uh, two guides. <laughs> You're here for the raster experiment, aren't you? <laughs> Now that is R A S T E R. I just will uh, will clarify. Vanessa asks, "The pay is fifty dollars cash." Oh hell yeah, fifty bucks is fifty bucks. <clears throat> <laughs> you get it at the end of the experiment. Experiment. <laughs> you get it at the end of the experiment, and it takes only about twenty minutes. Let's go. You look at Sam. Fifty dollars. But what kind of experiment is it? Do you want to go along with Vanessa? Or, if you don't want to take a chance on the raster experiment, don't. 
See, I remember these books always have an ending where if you just keep choosing the non-answers, it's just like, you sit and nothing happens and you're a bad human being. So I am going to follow with this. <laughs> then we're heading over to page 20. Fifty bucks, Sam exclaims, his eyes light up. Great, you say, grinning. What do we have to do? Dr. Eek will explain it to you, Vanessa replies mysteriously. Follow me. You follow Vanessa into a long hallway. The place is empty, eerily empty. Closed doors line both sides of the hall. Vanessa's high heels click on the tile floor as she leads the way. Where is she taking you? Finally, she stops in front of a door with triple locks. There's an intercom button. Finally, a normal door. That's all I've ever wanted after these weird doors at the lab. She pushes the button. Yes? A man's voice crackles. <laughs> Don't be his <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> what do all men sound the same to you, Troy? No. Sam and Tarzan had the same voice, and Yazak and Eek can have the same voice. Yeah, you're either Yazak or Tarzan. <laughs> two genders. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're here, Vanessa announces. Why is she acting as if they were expecting you? Click. You hear an electronic lock unlocking, then another, and another. The door swings open. You peer into the room. It's pitch black. Come in, a voice says from the darkness. Mum? Find out what's waiting for you on page 32. You step into the dark room. A light flashes on. Well, 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 what have we here? Says an older man in a white lab coat. He has grey hair and a soft, pudgy face. (laughs) Our next two appointments, Vanessa explains. She tucks a strand of her long brown hair behind her ear. They're here for the raster experiment. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. (gasps) Really? Really? The man says. He pushes his wrinkled face right up to within an inch of your nose. He stares you in the eye. You try to gaze away. There's something odd about him. About one of his eyes. It looks as if his right cheek has been pulled up to meet the eye and has been stapled there. It gives him a weird squint. Then you notice something else. His lab coat is on backwards. Aww, silly Dr. Rasta. I'm Dr. Eek. Oh, Oh, we found him! Are you sure you're here for the Rasta experiment? The man asks. Yeah, definitely, Sam insists. What do we have to do? That all depends, Dr. Eek says with an evil sounding laugh. What are you willing to do? Anything. Anything for you, Dr. Eek. Decide on page 64. Oh. Also, I love a doctor with a hint for theatrics. <laughs> he walked into the room and it was pitch black. So he was just sitting in pitch black and be like, it's going to get him real good when they show up. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> Got him. And my lab coat's backwards. The real science is electricity. <laughs> it wasn't the clouds at all. <laughs> Dr. Eek is too weird, you decide. (laughs) You start to back out of the room, but Sam still has dollar signs in his eyes. Where are you going? Sam whispers to you. Out of here, you declare. No way, he insists. I'm staying until I get the money. Dr. Eek grins. He can tell you are having second thoughts. How bad can it be? Sam mutters under his breath. 
I mean seriously, your mum works here. It's gotta be a safe place, right? You nod half-heartedly. But where is your mum anyway? That's a really good question. As if he could read your mind, Dr. X speaks up. Actually, he says, I'm not sure you're right. For the raster experiment, I think you two are more suited to something... He lets his voice trail off. Outs, he finally says. This sounds worse every minute. Do you do whatever Dr. Eek tells you to do? Or do you chicken out? Do we trust Captain Backwards Lab Coat? Um, I mean, chicken out seems quite strongly worded. Right. I mean, I definitely don't trust him. But we've already gotten the good safe ending, so now I want to die. <laughs> I want to live the true goosebump experiment, where it's like a wolf licks your face and it flies off into the sun. <laughs> so I'm going to trust anything that Dr. X is. We're heading over to page 25. Lead me, Captain Stapleface. <laughs> For a second I was like, why are you calling me that? <laughs> oh, oh, right, right, right. Dr. Eek. Okay, you give in. We'll do it. What do we have to do? Dr. Eek just smiles slightly, then he motions for you to follow him. This way, he orders. He leads you down a long hall with doors on both sides. He stops short at a door painted green. What's in there? You whisper to Sam. I don't know, Sam says. <laughs> Some kind of experiment, probably. I yeah. don't know when it started, but I'm now imagining Dr. Eek walking like, um, <laughs> oh, what's the Octodad? <laughs> oh, just perfect. flopping all over the place. He's like, this is how normal people walk. <laughs> I remember when I was a young human, <laughs> interested in doors painted green. You'll grow out of it. We all did. Yeah, probably, you think. Until Dr. Eek pulls open the door and you turn to page 56 so many choices so little time goosebumps <laughs> why did I say that in the key of two bros <laughs> sitting in a hot tub oh hey it's a restroom you cry uh oh here Dr. Eek says handing you a bucket and mop clean up clean up you exclaim Correct, Dr. X says. Floors, sinks, all of it. I want it all scrubbed and spotless before you leave. Then he marches out of the room. Clean sinks? He wants you to clean sinks? Then you and Sam glance around. Weird, you mutter. Look at all those sinks. There are so many sinks. In the bathroom. They're so high, Sam exclaims. They're almost eight feet off the ground. I wonder what kind of guy needs a sink that tall, you ask. An instant later, the door opens. A humongous 12-foot-tall kid, a kid your age, stomps into the restroom. Hi! He says in a booming voice. Then he notices you staring at his height. Yeah, I know! He groans. I'm a freak! Dr. Eek did this to me! But you guys are lucky, you get to clean sinks! Whatever you do, don't do the raster experiment. Clean sinks, you think again. Hey, gladly, any day. And when you're done, you can wash your hands of this whole creepy mess. The end. Wow, I got two kind of good endings, I guess. Yeah, you, you survived? Yeah. 
At no point were you viciously mauled or attacked. The no. deadly experiments of Dr. E turned out to not be as deadly. Yeah, I'm a little upset. I wanted the ending where, like, something that's always been inside of me bursts out and kills me. But it's like, <laughs> you never saw that coming, did you, silly reader? <laughs> that's the thing. It's actually going to happen when you leave here today. You're going to walk oh. home and it's just going to come from inside you that's so exciting yeah i feel like i remember one oh, i might be in a different book but you die from like eating peanut butter and jelly i'm like <laughs> no my one weakness um it might be beware the purple peanut butter maybe yeah, my i think they just had like similar colors on the cover so it's yeah. the same book that's how kids books work so cassie thank you so much for joining me here on pick a path podcast thank you for having me You've got to play through, do a let's play of a book. Yeah. The Deadly Experiments of Dr. Eek. What did you think? Um, I had a good time. I'm, it, it, it was a real like blast from the past. I remembered a lot of like how those books are set up. Like the fact that you have a parent and they're just like om- ominously in the background and never <laughs> appear because that would mean safety for you, a child. The only time your parent pick, like shows up is when they're like, I was a werewolf all along. <laughs> right. Don't go into my basement. I swear I will get you. Yeah. I'm a werewolf and not just kinky. Don't, don't go in the basement. <laughs> please. Child, please. Cassie is an actor, comedian, writer, and so much more. They've appeared in our stage show Yesterday in Space, in our interactive film From Top to Bottom, and here on this podcast today. And we hope you join us again soon for another episode of Pick a Path Podcast. Spooky. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for listening to Pick a Path Podcast. Episode 5 will be Emmy Wilson in Night in Werewolf Woods. Subscribe everywhere that podcasts are available and to the Splatelevision Productions YouTube channel. Thanks.